because it was the first time in my life that I was okay. And like, I'm not saying like in my soul, but I knew it was okay for me to not be a doctor. I knew it was okay for me to, 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 to understand that, that real estate or a different avenue could, could create a life that I wanted. Now that means... Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. All right, three full listeners. Today we've got Austin Linney joining us. Um, Austin, where are you coming to us from today? Uh, Round Rock, Texas, actually. Round Rock, Texas. Okay. Well, hey, Austin, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, Austin is a uh, was twenty years in the hospitality industry. He's a real estate entrepreneur and a mindset coach. Uh, he has a, a great podcast. Uh, very. Very similar mindset um, to mine. It's called the Construct Your Life uh, podcast. And, you know, here at Threefold, we're, we're big, obviously, on real estate. But, but um, you know, more importantly, you know, faith and, and family and the things that we believe, you know, can uh, real estate can benefit us in those areas. And, and that's the most important thing. So, um, Austin, sounds like we're, we're pretty well aligned there. And as I've gotten to know you just over the past couple of weeks, I, I think we definitely are. And um, I, I don't know a lot of the details, but I, I followed you a little bit. And it sounds like you have... Um, a pretty interesting past. Um, so whatever you want to share uh, with, with me and my listeners on that, uh, but just, um, yeah. yeah, what, what, what led you up to entrepreneurship, real estate? Uh, what were you doing before and what, what got you into all this? Yeah, it's funny. I, I told the story so many times and, and people like I glossed over this long, uh, strenuous process of, of ups and downs and people are like, you say it so freely, but I really hold nothing back because you, you know, we have to share uh, the good and the bad and the, and yeah. to really empower somebody. And, yeah. um, you know, about me, my, my dad's a doctor. He's a dentist, a uh, very well-known dentist in, in Sugarland, Texas, in the Houston area. Um, grew up, you know, in a neighborhood with uh, NBA players and on a country club. And, okay. you know, on the surface, everything looked uh, good. You know, school wasn't hard for me. I have a a recall memory. I have a photographic memory. So, you know, I just didn't really find school that interesting. It didn't really do anything for me. And um, when I was 17 years old, I was at a friend's dad's house uh, who was an entrepreneur. And uh, he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, you're a little bit different. He goes, I've been watching you for about six months and you know, your school's not really your bag. He goes, I got something for you. And I think that that you'll get a lot out of it. And uh, that book wound up being Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I read it in like a weekend um, and it really shifted me because it was the first time in my life that I was okay. And like, I'm not saying like in my soul, but I knew it was okay for me to not be a doctor. 
I okay. knew it was okay yeah. for me to, 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 to understand that, that real estate or a different avenue could, could create a life that I wanted. Now, that being said, it might have took about seven years because um, my parents grew up in the restaurant business. Um, that's how they met. And so um, it was an easy uh, insert for me because I love people. So mm -hmm. at 17, I, I, I started working in the restaurant business. Uh, at 17, my parents separated and got divorced. So I moved from Houston to uh, a small town called Finette, Texas, uh, near Louisiana. And, um, you know, I went to work. I was still in high school and I was, I was working, but, um, you know, we won't we won't dip into it too much but but long story short the restaurant business is known for for drugs and alcohol and uh you know started drinking at 18 and, and that ran into uh cocaine and mm -hmm. then a, then a meth addiction um you know i i was uh highly adhd so it, it, a lot of people don't understand that 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 cocaine or meth actually makes me feel normal <laughs> it mm -hmm. actually like centers my brain which is really yeah. odd for somebody to say that um, but I was lost. My parents were divorced and, and my dad was not around or, or at least I assumed he was not around and he got remarried and, and there was a lot of hurt there and, sure. or, you know, hurt that I made up and, and I, I turned to that and, uh, I, long story short, I wound up, um, really pissing off my parents and they, they, they cut me off and, um, they threw my mom threw my, my clothes out in a bag on the front yard and said, you need to go figure some stuff out. Yeah. And, uh, my, my friend picked me up and, uh, I had no, I had no job. I had no car cause I wrecked it. Um, I had, uh, nothing, I had no bills, you know, I, nothing, nobody was paying my bills. So, uh, my best friend's brother had a house that everybody had a room. So there was nowhere to live. So I, uh, I, he said, I, it's nothing much, but I, you can live here. And so I slept, uh, in a closet underneath the stairs for, for three months. Cause, uh, and I had a fan and a single mattress and that was it. And, um, and, and I slept in that, that closet for real. So there was a lot of real conversations with yourself when you're, when you're sleeping in the closet and you just left a uh, mansion yeah. in, in Houston and, and you're wondering, you know, what, what are the steps, what are the decisions that led you here? Um, but but uh, long story short, I, I got a job with a gentleman who worked construction. And uh, okay. for about four months straight, I worked about 60 to 80 hours a week. He picked me up at 5 a.m. and dropped me off at 6 o'clock. We laid tile and brick in Texas in the middle of the summer. Um, so you can imagine how hot it was. Yeah. And um, I lived off of 40 bucks a month. I, I ate ham sandwiches. And uh, saved all my money and uh, bought my grandmother's old Explorer. And I got my bartending job back. And then I got an apartment and, you know, basically ran from that closet for the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. What an incredible story, Austin. And what, what would you say? I mean, so you, you, it seems like you had a clear rock bottom and then like a pretty quick bounce. I mean, so rock bottom is I am sleeping in a closet under a stairway and then, I mean, you went from that to, it, it just seems like, man, it, that, uh, that's probably rock well, bottom, but then you bounce and you're working 68 hours a week, saving every dime you can. That's a pretty, a, a pretty awesome turnaround. Well, I'll tell you this, regardless of my decisions I make that got me there, the number one thing that my parents always instilled in me, always, and mainly my mother and my father was work ethic. Yeah. You're never going to outwork me. 
And if you're going to do a job, I don't care if it's picking up trash. I don't care whatever it is, you're going to do it right. And so when the Playboy lifestyle is taken from you, you don't have an option but to go to work. And it's, yeah. it's my mentality. In a 2008 crash, I saved up more money than I've ever saved and worked harder than I ever did in the restaurant business, which was supposed to be down because that's my mentality. When mm -hmm. everything goes south, I go to work. And so, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> that is not even, that's one of my rock bottoms. The, the joke with me is I've had 5,000 rock bottoms. Uh, so that's the name of my coaching course that I have. But um, one of my coaching courses, but long story short, I, I, I quit the hard drugs, started working waiting tables again, but I, but I turned to the booze yeah. and alcohol is so socially acceptable in that environment. Plus I sold whiskey, I sold wine. And so, so for the better part of 20 years, um, I was a functioning alcoholic, okay. um, Nothing to be like, holy crap, you know, no, nothing to be scared about, but, but was drinking on a, on a daily basis. I would say towards the end there, I, I probably went eight years straight every day with a drink, um, you know, not to get like hammered or anything, but, but yep. was drinking during the day if it was my day off. And, and uh, what happened is I, I joined a mastermind called M1 about mm -hmm. two years ago. Yep. And I started getting around people that were, 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 were doing more than I was and were dreams were bigger than mine. And then I formed a partnership with two gentlemen in that group, an Airbnb company. And they were, they were recovering. Uh, they were like nine months sober and 12 months sober. Wow. And I, how this, cool. is the, this, this is the weirdest thing to say ever. I had never been around anybody that was successful in business that was sober. Wow. So I didn't even, I didn't even know. So they said, listen, if you ever thought about it, just try. Like, and so I went 26 days and then I had a drink and then I was all been out of shape. Like, why did you drink? And then I waited a month and a half. And then I said, look, go 60 days, just 60 days. Well, I got to 60 days and I felt so good. I made it to six months and then so on and so on. So now we're, in January 9th, it'll be of this year coming up. It'll be two years sober. I've lost 60 pounds and I've lost uh, eight pant sizes. Wow. It's been a crazy transformation. Congratulations, yeah. Austin. That's incredible, man. How awesome. Yeah. Go, uh, when, yeah. So, in, in, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but and we'll, and we'll share more on the real estate mm -hmm. part. But I lost $26,000 because of that company, um, because of, you know, um, we didn't see eye to eye and, and the company was expanding, but wasn't making money. Right. But I said it on my podcast to my ex-business partner when I interviewed him, I don't care about the 26 bucks because I will for the rest of my entire life be grateful, no matter how it ended to those two humans that gave me the space to get sober. How can you put a price tag on that? Right. Oh, absolutely, man. Cause you got that for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How awesome. So where were, um, yeah, what, what an incredible story, Austin. Congratulations, man, on, on the, the work ethic and, and sticking with it. I mean, I've, I've never experienced something like that. I know some people that have. And I, I mean, you're you're you know, one of the you know, one I'll of the few, right? I mean, that, that's made it all I'll the way share, through I'll like share, you have. I'll share something with you and anybody that's struggling, and you'll really resonate with this. And somebody told me this on my podcast. Sometimes in life, you don't love yourself or have enough strength in yourself to 
get better or get sober, you have to borrow mm. the love for your kids or your spouse or somebody else until yeah. you become strong enough. Yeah. I imagine that's so true. And so you got a little bit of that, at least to, to some degree, it sounds like from those guys in the M1 group that, that cared enough about you and, and led you to, to believe, Hey, there, there actually is another way. Like there are, you can be a, a sober, successful entrepreneur. Where were you at Austin at that point? So were you running a, a restaurant business? And, and when you joined the M1 group, I had had uh, three Airbnbs that we were okay. running at that point. So you were in the real uh, before estate. I, be, yeah, before I joined yeah. up with those guys. Uh, and then once I got sober and once I got an M1, it just kind of took off. And I, I met my mentor. But more importantly, and, and to talk on your facts, is that for the first time in my life, I was around people that I truly respected in the investor space and the business space. Yeah. That saw things in me that I couldn't see in myself. Yeah. And when you have that constant validation, I always tell everybody, we had a, we had a, a part of the challenge when you first joined M1 was they gave you points for how many people that you had a 30 minute, 30 to hour minute conversation with, like on the phone or Zoom or whatever. And everybody's numbers in the first three weeks or like two weeks was like, you know, five and 12 and, and you're like 16. Mine was 97. Like I was on the phone like three or four days a week, meeting these people, hearing their stories, <laughs> understanding that these guys had 18, 36, 120 Airbnbs. And, and they're like, dude, your energy is infectious. Like, but the way I describe myself is like, I'm a guided missile, but I don't have a chip in me. And I had to <laughs> learn, I had to learn what my chip is because I would just fly around everywhere. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's been a long process still, sure. uh, but, but so firm in who I am now, you know, but, but still a lot of work had to be done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what, what a great point. I mean, you know, there's so many sayings and, and they're overused, but they're so true. Just like you're, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And, and you were kind of building into that. Okay. Hey, I'm in the restaurant business. I'm a really hard worker. I've got this energy. I'm a great people person, but I'm, using it in the restaurant industry. And that's fine. But probably the people that were around you, they weren't challenging you. You were probably the, the probably had the, the most skills and the most drive of anybody in there. So there's nobody in there going, Hey man, you're doing pretty good. But like, what if you could do even better? What if you could do all this and, and not be relying on alcohol? What if, what if you could start, you know, getting into real estate? What if your real estate could, could blow up and it could be 10 times what it is right now. And finally, you know, that the biggest shift for you was getting around some different people so that the five people that are pouring into you most are on a completely different level than the five people that you were closest to at the restaurant industry. And I, and I, you're, you hit it on the head because I think what's so important, right. Is that, and I, and I, I say this with pure confidence. It's not an ego thing. It's just like the truth. I was yeah. in the top one, 1% of waiters and bartenders. I was the best. Sure. Like I worked at the nicest restaurants, but here's the problem. About four years prior to me quitting the restaurant business, I had reached my peak. Like I was making yeah. crazy money. Like, and I, and I worked at the best restaurant in Austin and I chased that peak for another four years on the downside. And I had hit my ceiling because I had worked as hard as I worked and I made the most amount of money I ever made. And I was like, okay, that's like 72 grand. Is that it? Yeah. And I was like in my comfort zone and nobody challenged me. 
and I got to do what I wanted. I got to pick my schedule and I just got to a point where there had to be more. And I look back on my life and I don't regret anything because everything happens for a reason. But I look at myself, what if I would have started being a real estate agent at 21? Like, where would yeah. I be now? Right. Because I always wanted to be one, but I was so scared because I had start started and stopped so many things in my life that I that I and it wasn't until I got around those other guys and said, you know, screw that. Just go do it. and Stop talking right. about it. Right. And they kind of forced you into that, into that, into that uncomfort zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think so many people. Yeah. That the whole comfort zone thing, Austin, is is so um I think probably a lot of people can, can relate to that. Um, I, I know I can, I mean, any job in general, there's a certain amount of comfort with that. And especially when it's something you've been doing for a long time, and especially when it's something that you're pretty successful at, uh, you know, if you're making good money, if you're kind of at the top of, of your, your game and, you know, other people kind of look up to you, it's, it's hard to give that right. up. There's a lot of, there's a lot of comfort with that, but like you, like you said, and I, I mean, I felt this way and I think a lot of people do, um, and, and it's not everybody cause not everybody's built like that to, to always want more and to, you know, to be that, that missile. I mean, I feel like that sometimes I've got all this energy and the, the challenge is, is to focus it, to be, you know, to be focused on one thing and do, do something well and, and know what I'm going after and, and be effective with my time, not just work really hard. Like, like you talk about, I, I kind of struggle with that. Um, but you know, you get to a point where you say, you know, this isn't enough. Um, there's gotta be something more out there. Um, and, and luckily for you, well, I wouldn't say luckily, I, I think to me, there's a lot of divine intervention in your life, but um, you know, you, you found some people that, that pointed you in that right, right direction where you, where well, they said, gonna, you know, why wouldn't you get into real estate stuff? More? Yeah. I was going to speak on that because I have a uncanny ability of remembering meetings or time and place. Yeah. And two things happened for me. One, there's a girl that I worked with who was, a bartender whose husband was a golfer. They moved from Houston to San Antonio. Her name is Annie Grassi. She's a beach body coach, but she coaches women and stuff. And she knew me and we always kind of fought because like I was super aggressive at work because like I just like went in my way a lot of times. Yeah. And one day on Instagram, I saw that she was at a coffee shop by my house and I just stopped in and I, I surprised her. And, you know, I didn't have anything going on that day. And uh, a five minute meeting turned into a two and a half hour conversation. And really? I'm like crying. And like, she's like, I know you're not happy. Like I can tell that there's a soul hurt in there. Like, and she described me as something that I will forever hold on to for the rest of my life to make sure I'm not that person anymore. She just says, look, she goes, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that you will be successful. I, I know you will be successful but you're like a bloody knuckle climber. She goes, how much destruction and how much hurt people are you going to leave in your way because you're hurt with yourself? Yeah. And I just like lost it. I was like, you know, I'm upset with my father. I'm upset with myself. I'm upset with mm -hmm. my bad attitude. I'm upset that I'm still in the restaurant business. You know, there's so many things I'm upset. And I tell you right now, that day changed my life. Because I, I made a shirt that said Bloody Knuckle Climber and I wore it because I wanted to remind myself that that's not the way that stuff gets done. Yeah. And then I met my coach from a chance encounter. Uh, my friend met him at UPW. And then we started getting to work. Like we hit it off right then. And I finally took my ownership of the divorce and realized that it wasn't my fault. 
and I felt like 300 pounds were over, off me. And then mm -hmm. three months later, I was at an Airbnb in, uh, in Canyon Lake, Texas, and it was very foggy in the morning. And everybody was upstairs doing yoga. And I was listening to Kings of Leon, and you could barely see your hand in front of your face. And all of a sudden, I just started crying. And I, start, and I said, you know what? It's not your fault. It, it's not your fault. They had some problems. You know, I found mm -hmm. out why they really got divorced and I let it go right then. And I said, today, March 2nd, 8.45 in the morning in Canyon Lake, Texas, you start living for yourself. Yeah. And that, and, and then I never looked back from that moment. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's no wonder also, I mean, you, you do a lot of coaching, right? Now, a I mean, lot. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, what, what a, I, I'm not surprised at all. Just, just hearing your story and the way you're able to talk through it and, and some of the transformational moments you've had and, and the way you've been able to kind of dig into yourself and, and pull out these feelings. Cause it's, it's so difficult. I mean, I, I've gone through nothing like you, but even in just in real estate, I was kind of talking with my wife recently, just like every once in a while, we'll kind of get past a hurdle in a real estate business. And I feel this weight lifted much like, again, not near to the degree that, that you have, but what I, what I kind of noticed from that was I, I'm like, I didn't even know that was a weight for me. Like you, you get past it. And I'm like, man, I feel so much better. And I didn't even realize I was really burdened with that because I'm not really that good at, at digging into my feelings. I mean, luckily for me, I married a, a woman that is, and, and she pulls it out of me all the time. Cause she's like, yeah, I knew you were going through that. Like, you know, you, you wore it all over. And I'm like, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, and, and so, man, yeah, just, just what an awesome, um, it must be so awesome for your students to have you, uh, to help them through things like that, because it is, it's very difficult to go on. And, and like I said, even for me, I, I have not gone through struggles like that, but even just these little struggles can really be a weight that I don't even realize, you know, are really weighing down my thoughts because as soon as it's over, I feel so much more energy. I feel so much more drive. I can really, I'm like, man, why do I feel so excited to, to, to be, you know, in the business today and, and doing things today? And it's because I got that weight off of me yesterday, but I didn't even know it was a weight. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that, that you're an awesome coach for people, Austin. I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that because not everybody, um, you know, has, has the experiences that you have. I mean, that's a huge part of it, uh, but it has been able to, to learn so much from those experiences. And I, I'm, I'm sure you're able to pass that on to your students. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, and I was, it's funny, uh, I, like to, I like to meet everybody when I coach. So, you know, I, eventually I'll meet the wife or the, yeah. Or the girlfriend or the kids, you know, I, I, I love, I love giving kids, you know, rich dad, poor dad. I love like talking to yeah. them about entrepreneurship, you know, it's kind of my favorite thing. So yesterday I met one of my client's wives cause we're talking about doing some referral business. She's in the mortgage business together. Mm -hmm. And I told her something and it really stuck with her and it, she felt it. And she knows like why I care so much. She's like, I'm not coaching them. I mean, in essence, technically, yes. Am I coaching him? But ultimately, the ripple effects of the person that he becomes because of my coaching affects his relationship with his wife, his kids, yeah. his mom, his dad, his brother, his sister, and the other people in his life. And so you see me as one-on-one -on -one be coaching somebody, but really the impact could be thousands, right? Sure. And how they yeah, interact absolutely. with people. And so that's the way I look at stuff. And, and, and when you have a bigger purpose like that, you know, it's simple to coach seven people in a day because it's bigger than you, right? And yeah. some of my some of my coaching clients have been in rehab since they were 15 
And do you know how great it is to see that 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 light light up in their face and they're ready to go attack the world? There's no better feeling. I right. I've gotten to a point where I don't I, like I don't even love my own investments anymore. I'm like my investments in my coaching clients and people are so much more exciting to me. And that's awesome. When you finally when you finally try <laughs> find your path, you have all the energy in the world because you, right. it's, it's truly who you are. And you know. The, when I interviewed you recently and you're, you're talking about all the freedom you'll have, you know, to be a father and, and a husband and a wife, like and your eyes just light up. Like that's what the podcast is about. That's mm -hmm. what my coaching is about is to is understand that you don't need to be a millionaire, but you can create a lifestyle that is your, but you have to define what that lifestyle is. And then you right. have to go out and execute on the plan with proper action but also in your daily habits. And that's where people don't, people don't follow through. Well, I know, but I'm busy. Well, yeah, everybody's mm -hmm. busy, but, but if you schedule out in time with your kids, right, they don't become an afterthought. It's part of your day. And, and that's mm -hmm. super important. And, 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 you know, the coaching and the content that I put out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, like you say, if it's not part of your daily habits, I mean, I think you're talking about diet, exercise, you know, getting good sleep. I mean, so many things go into it. Yeah. That, that make you a whole person. Um, yeah. I, I love your passion for it, Austin. And, and um, I mean, you know, as a, as a Christ follower, I'm thinking like, you're just, you're outlining the, the gospel there. I mean, when, when Jesus came, he, he was like, you know, you go person to person and you can, I mean, it can spread like wildfire and, and Christianity obviously did, but um, what, you know what, to, you know, what's interesting to, yeah. to cover that point, because I, sure. I have a different, I have a different view on religion. I'm open to, to, to at least here. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my own things. When I grew up with, with church, I, my mom was very heavy Baptist. My dad was very heavy Christian. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the church we went to was like people were trying to show off. I didn't love yeah. it. So, but yeah. but, but yeah. hear me out, guys. And, and, and I, you know, I pick up the Bible and I, I read and I, I can listen to everything. The personal development space, you need it, obviously. But ultimately, they're pulling everything from the Bible. Right. Like, does anybody, does anybody, does anybody understand that they're literally pulling the, the teachings from the Bible that were put in personal development? So if you really want one book, that's going to give you everything, you know, it's the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more Austin. And, um, and that's why, you know, I, I like a lot of the other books too. And I don't know, some Christians might, Oh, you know, I don't know, it's too secular or something. And that person, you know, isn't a Christian that, that doesn't bother me at all because when I read that stuff, I, I'm, I totally agree with you. I'm like, man, this is, this is such good stuff. Like whoever this, this author is, this guy or the girl, they're, they're just so good at putting words, um, you know, my thoughts into words and like, and motivating me and, and, you know, teaching me some new things. And then what's cool for me is I, I can relate it back to the Bible hundred percent. Like I'm, yeah, these principles are, I, I know they're good and true because they come from the Bible to me. Um, so uh, a transition here, Austin, um, it's an easy transition because it's what you were just talking about, but I always like to ask, you know, what's a, what's a key ingredient for someone to be successful in real estate and business. And then, you know, more importantly, what's a key ingredient for them to be successful in real estate or in business, but also maintaining their priorities, like the things you just talked about, uh, a relationship with your wife, you know, to truly pursue your wife and to have a great relationship with your kids. So maybe just go more that direction. You know, if someone, you know, is in real estate, they're successful, how do they what are some things, how would you coach them to make sure they're keeping it's, the priorities straight? It's very, it's very funny that you pose that question because I released a throwback rant I did today. This is the number one thing they need to do. doesn't matter any of the other stuff. 
Go you ahead. have to de- you have to define what success looks like to you. Yeah. And sure. what people don't get is your success doesn't look like the dude who's got a Lamborghini on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so if the success to you is you make $150,000 a year and you get to see your kids at every event, then that's success. Yep. But you have to be so rooted in who you are that you don't waver off <laughs> of that and you stay in your lane. And then when you can do that, then you can look true story. And this is what pisses me off about myself. I'm, I'm calling myself <laughs> out. If I didn't have some debt, from my marriage that that ended this year and some real estate investments, I could be financially free right now, today. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm shooting for. And so I look at it from a thing. If you get financially free, then that's the jumping off point. Then then you've covered where you need to be monthly. And then then you can go as high or as nuts as you want. Because I know this about myself, and we talked about this when you were on my podcast. I will be 83 years old in Tuscany still looking at real estate because it's my sure. lifestyle. I love it. I want to yep. work. I like to build. My business might be different, mm-hmm. but it's something I love. And so that's okay for me. But what I've done, right? I've had a crazy week. I've had a crazy year, laid off, divorce, all these things. But my daily habits are excellence, meaning I work out, I eat right. I don't put fast food in my body. I drink a lot of water. So if those are my default core values, then no matter what the storm, I default to that. But if your default values are every time my girlfriend gets mad at me, I go to the bar and get drunk, then we have a problem. And so if your default daily habits are locked in positive things, then you're fine. And then as you go on, those will just level up. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And then, yeah, I love what you're saying there, making sure you define what success looks like for you and that it's different for everyone. And I'm just learning that. I mean, you know, I I knew I wanted to get into multifamily investing. And so, you know, I I follow and and, and bought some books of of some of the most um, well-known and just very successful multifamily investors, apartment syndicators. And what I've kind of learned over this past year, as I've not only followed them, but, you know, bought a few small apartment buildings. So nothing like, you know, to the scale that they are, but I kind of realized like, okay, to be a big time apartment syndicator, like these guys, it requires some things. And when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. So to say yes to, okay, I want to own a billion dollars worth of real estate. Well, you got to say no to a lot of other things and you got to put a ton of time into that. So what I've realized over this year is like, no, like I want to be a multifamily real estate, but I'm not going to be like those guys because I have different goals for me. Like you're saying, you know, Hey, a hundred grand a year. I, I, that's not even my, that's not even my first goal. I mean, I'd be honestly, we, we, in, in, in our lifestyle, like 50 grand a year would be enough, like to, to cover our expenses, like kind of like what you're saying, like to be financially free, financially independent. And then I have, I have bigger goals than that. How, 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 how old is your, how are you two kids? Five and seven. Okay, this is the trick I do with everybody, and this really okay. slaps them up against the face. All right, you you literally, you literally have thirteen summers left with your dog or yeah. your, your five year old. Well, yeah. People hear that when people yeah. hear that, they're like, "Holy crap!" I know. And so my business partner's like, "I'm going to do everything possible to watch my daughter grow." Yep. And then when she gets a little older, then I'm going to lay the hammer on business if I want to. Yeah. And do you know, do you know Bruce Peterson? 
the apartment guy? Uh, I feel like I do. So he lives like here. He, he lives here. We go to lunch. He's the, he wrote a book called Syndication is a is a B. Whatever. Oh, but okay. He, has, looked up. he he has a. I don't want to say anything. He has eleven. <laughs> he's eleven hundred units, right? And I asked him, "Do you ever worry about like your friends having more, like your big dogs?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "Listen, I could have four thousand if I wanted. I don't want it." He's yeah. like, "I love teaching." I love to go to Park City, Utah with my wife. I make plenty of money because yeah. he's okay in who he is. Uh, dude, if I wanted, I'll, I'll be 100% clear, just so everybody, this is not an ego thing. If I wanted 50 Airbnbs in the next six months to manage, I could make it happen because I have the, the the network and the know with I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it because I've already yeah. done it. We want a different kind of Airbnb. We want something with like, you know, yoga retreat and teepees and like a big property, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like five of those so we can enjoy it because it's a lifestyle. Right. We're not trying to just go get it. If I wanted 30, I could do it. I got a friend who's got 44. Go get her on the phone and tell her if she enjoys her life. No, she hates it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want that, but you have to yeah. be okay to say no. Cause I say right. no probably three times a week, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Again, because I, I, I forget where I heard this. And I, I mean, several people have said it, I'm sure. But like, yeah, the because as soon as you say yes to something, as soon as you say yes to 50 Airbnbs, you're saying no to a lot of other things. And you know, your friend has 44. She's got 44. But she has to say no to a lot of other things. Because how much time does that take? So you're she saying no. To say no to, to, she has to say no to her. She has to say no to her sanity, her lifestyle. <laughs> she has to say no to dating. She has to say no to so many things. And she yeah. texted me yesterday. I'm, I'm serious. She texted me yesterday. Cause we've been talking and she said, I'm, she said, is it enough? It's enough. I lost you. You were just tell, telling about the pastor. So it's a pastor that, um, led so, so he, ran, he, ran a, he, ran, he ran a bunch of mega churches and he's like working on like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And he's yeah. like, I just haven't seen my kids. This is not working for me. And he, and the whole book is about how in society we need to reevaluate our priorities yeah. and, and how much social media, and all this stuff and, and so he rebuilt his life and it's, it's everybody that i that read the book has really taken a lot away from it. that's awesome uh, no that's, that's a good one man i'm really i'm gonna have to look that one up um I, I like to ask, how do you like to get back or how do you like to get back in the future? I mean, that seems pretty obvious already. I don't know if you want to say anything no, else, but give them no, that. I have, I have this new thing. It's, it's okay. so awesome. So I'm meeting investors and they tell me about their kids who are like great entrepreneurs. So I buy them, uh, rich, rich kid, rich kid, or like whatever, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, I buy him the kid version. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know it was a kid version. That's cool. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy runs a entrepreneurship program for kids. It's like 25 bucks a month. And so I've been signing up their kids and paying for the first month and, <laughs> cool. and they're loving it. And they have to report back to me on what they've learned. But what I do is I make them earn 25 bucks to, to invite another kid in the group. So they're paying it forward as well. Oh man. That's really neat. Austin. That's cool. I like yeah. that. What a yeah. neat program too. Um, well, hey, man, um, how might my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? You know, man, we are, you know, I had a great day yesterday. It's actually my first day tomorrow. So, oh, uh, cool. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, but, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just, this, this is how you can pray for everybody. This time of year for people in recovery 
Mm. especially with the year we've had is so tough for people. Absolutely. Yeah, can't imagine. Um, so, so, so what I ask everybody to do is super important is go a little deeper with people. Don't ask them, Hey, how's it going? Say, how are you feeling these days? Right. Yeah. Or smile at a, at a clerk at a grocery store. Who's had a long year. Who's just trying to get your food checked out. I know everybody's on stress level. But, but, but focus on this time of year what's super important. It's the, the, the gifts and all that stuff, it doesn't matter. You know, I heard a quote today that I absolutely love. And it said that, that kids don't spell love the same way adults do. They spell it by time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and yep. that's just super important. So, you know, take a little time with your kids. Everybody's had a very stressful year. I, I just want everybody to, 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 to recharge and get ready because – you know, 2021 is going to be great, and, and we have so much to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good word, Austin. I like that, man. Yeah, to really, it's so easy just to ask people, yeah, just how's it going, and everybody just talks about their job, or you know, just the, the surfacey stuff. But yeah, to take a little bit more time and, and dig down, and there, there's a lot of people out there uh, that would really, you know, appreciate that, and, and it could really mean a lot to them to spend that extra time. And yeah, doing that with your kids is awesome too. I mean, your kids are always, always want your time. So that's a good word there. Well, Hey man, um, for people that are, that are interested in what you're doing, um, I got to imagine there's a lot of people out there that are, what's the best way for people to reach out to you, Austin? So Instagram or Facebook, Austin Linney, uh, DM me, send me a message. Uh, the podcast is called construct your life. Um, I actually think we've decided, I asked like seven different investors. I think I'm the fastest it's not a record I was going for, but it just happened that way. I think I'm the fastest to 100 episodes. <laughs> we, we, had, we have mine on Thursday of this week, and I started it in April. So, 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 so super pumped. That's a great episode about everything I learned from all the guests yeah. um, and, and okay. with, my, with my coach. And, 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 you know, I think you would agree, like, just the platform to, to that. Here's what I love. That people even take the moment to listen to anything I have to say and they get value from it truly warms my heart. So it's been a dream of mine ever, forever to have one. And yeah. when you see your podcast up against like Andy Purcelli and guys that you listen to, and you're just like, so weird to me. And uh, I still get joy from it. So it's just a really, that's awesome. Time. Yeah. That's awesome. What you're doing, Austin. Keep it up, man. That's great. Well, Hey, thanks so much for your time. Uh, you shared a lot of wisdom, just a really great story and a lot of good, thoughts there, Austin. You've been through a lot, but uh, but come out the other other end and um, yeah, I hope, hope uh, others can find, you know, inspiration uh, like I have today. So appreciate your time, man. All you right. take care. You got it, my man. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it. Yep. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.